Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. Freestyle Friday, man. Freestyle Friday. End of a long work week. You know what I'm saying? How y'all doing tonight? I'm Jay Tatted. About to introduce the all-star cast. I'm going to start with the lady, Natasha. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Up for I'm Hannah. Great. They want to tell me. How are you? I'm fine. It's Friday, honey. <laughs> Mistress Dazzy, what's good with you? Y'all. She here. Always she here. Like, love it. I'm here. Can y'all hear me? <laughs> I yeah, swear every time I got something to say to y'all, they be trying to tune me down. But I'm doing good. It's Friday. You know. You right. sound like you still working. You need to get in the Friday spirit. Put the work down. Turn up. <laughs> I'm saying I'm ready to turn up. I'm ready to uh, relax, put my feet up, have a drink, something. Hey. Miss Kimberly, you heard you before the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got your Friday right. How you doing? <laughs> Greetings, <laughs> everyone. Everyone, all is well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Then got the boss man himself. What's up, big dog? What's what, good, G? How what's good right, in man? the neighborhood? Oh, shit, gravy over here. How, how your neighborhood doing? <laughs> it's great. Can't complain. Freestyle Friday. We got a few topics we're gonna bring to y'all. Some goodness, some craziness. You know, we're gonna open the floor. What what the topic is? What we got? Well, I'm gonna pass the torch to Kimberly since she suggested this topic. And it's his worst dating experience. Oh. Who want to take the question? I, I could take the question. Bro. I got that. I, got, I think I got everybody beat with that. I, I, I definitely, listen, I brought it up to Steady Rock earlier today when he was saying Freestyle Friday. And I was like, man, I have a funny worst date story. But I, I can hold on to it Who, if somebody else would like to open up with it. Honey, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! <laughs> I go first before you start. Me. Before you start, Natasha. All I'm gonna say is this: powder blue soup. That's it. I'm gonna hold on to. Look, that. I think mine's is similar to yours situation because I already oh powder blue soup. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Well, I think I, okay. My thing is powder blue coffin. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you should see, so you know which way mine is going. Out of blue coffee. <laughs> what the what? Yeah, oh honey. Yeah, honey. You, you got to you got to take the flow. <laughs> you got to take the flow on that. Go please. Uh-huh. Elaborate. Yes, yes, yes. This was like many moons ago. 
um, you know, I had to go through the process of planning the funeral, unfortunately, you know. So anywho, met this nice guy, he's the funeral home director, right? And so after the funeral, he did the funeral, a month later, you know, we actually started, you know, seeing each other, you know? Nice guy, very handsome, very intelligent, tall, distinguished. <laughs> and, you know, he was cool, he was kicking it and everything. So one night, he came over my house. This is when we got real close and stuff and comfortable around each other. He came over my house and, you know, he was laying in the bed. We was watching TV. He said, Dag, I can't get comfortable here. Now, he drove one of them big Yukons, right? You know what a Yukon is, right? I thought you was about to say Hurry, but yeah. No, it was a Yukon. He had this big Yukon. So he said, I can't get comfortable here. I was like, well, why not? I was like, well, get up and go home. I kind of got offended. He said, no, it's nothing like that. And I said, well, what's going on? He goes, I got Mrs. Gomez outside. What? What? <laughs> what? So I'm like, well, who the fuck is Mrs. Gomez? Like, what does so this bitch do outside? Your house? Right? Yo, yes! And he's like, no, nah, I had to stop him because stop the pickle body up. You know, and I just came here first. And that's it. That, I, I just couldn't no more. I said, you know what? No, no, no. This ain't going to work. This ain't going to work at all. Yes. Yes. I mean, it wasn't a date we was on, but look, we was together that night. And he pulled up with Mrs. Gomez and that Yukon. I guess he had a freezer back there storing up. And he thought it was, see, to him it was fine because that was his profession. I just couldn't get used to it. You know, because he was definitely a person who I never asked how his day was at work. <laughs> I could never do that. You know, he's a funeral director, so yeah. That, I mean, that, honestly, Mrs. Goldman's wouldn't have been upset. I mean, she was already, you know. That's kind of romantic, know. man. He dropped That's everything. romantic. He dropped everything, literally. He pulled up the body in the back like anything for you. Are you serious? He's, even if that means I got to cut the funeral short, we'll put it in the ground tomorrow. Nah, I just couldn't. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I just couldn't no more. And from that point on, because I still was dealing with him, like, you know, a while after that. And every time he would rub me and massage me and try to caress me, I'm like, well, you're about to start cracking my joints. It's like everything was just going through my head because he was a funeral director. So I just couldn't get that out of my head. And, you know, he was just rolling around with this, all this stuff. And then we would go out. I'd be hearing things thumping around in the back of that truck. I'm thinking, what is it? You know, who is it? <laughs> I just couldn't do it no more. You know, he's a nice guy, but it just wasn't going to work. I just couldn't. That, that, let me tell you something. That's a tough um, position to be in, dating somebody in that field. I'm so serious. Because you have to be open to anything. <sighs> yeah, I, I just couldn't. Especially caskets. Especially, yeah, especially caskets. <laughs> hey. I am... Deceased on that one. <laughs> but was it was it so disgusting that you couldn't open his wallet? Well, he well, see, here's the thing. Okay, I'm not I'm not that type of girl. You know, I like nice things. You know, I I don't mind having a dude that has money and everything. But he was a real nice guy. We actually had a real vibe going on. So he wasn't somebody who I was gonna say, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep him around for this or that. You know, he was a nice guy. You know, so and I didn't want to. Like, just keep pull, keeping him around, and I didn't really have anything for him. And you know, I have my own money, so money wasn't all that to me. So you guys weren't emotionally connected. It was just I was. We was getting to that point emotionally connected. I'm not gonna even lie, you know, because we were spending a lot of time together. But it was just something in me 
that I I just I just couldn't get past. You know, he was just too open. You know, with his profession, I even spoke to him a couple times. I was like, you know, there's some things I don't want to hear or be around. <laughs> you know, and, and he was just like, I, I don't, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't. I don't know what. Maybe it's something with me. I, maybe I wasn't too open-minded, I, but I just couldn't. I, I that, that kind of bothered me. It really. You could have got a discount on a mean. You know, I'm just saying, it's my past in the family. Funeral would have been cheap as hell. Well, I did, I did, because like I said, that's how I met him. I got a lot of discounts and everything, but listen, come on, somebody rolls up and they tell you they got Mrs. Gomez in the back and they get out in their car and it's a body. You let me know how you feel about that. Oh, I'm black. I'm calling the police on you, G. I'm not getting no accessory, no sir. Yeah, I, I, that right there, I was like, oh no, I just couldn't. Uh, and he was a nice guy, and that's why I said, you know, maybe just let him go his way, I go my way. Maybe later on we can revisit the situation and see if it will work out later on. But, you know, then, you know, then we never, like, hook back up. We still know each other, so. So cool. But that's my worst dating experience right now. Yeah, that take the cake right now. I don't even want to tell my <laughs> ass. You got that. <laughs> that, 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 I'm telling you, that was just crazy. I don't even want to talk about mine. Y'all got that. <laughs> what would happen with yours? Oh, mine ain't nothing compared to that. Ain't nobody pull up and just go there. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just think of that. Somebody laying in their home that night, that night, thinking they love one is just, you know, somewhere being, you know, I guess prepared and, you know, for the services and they at my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They at my house. They got a the funeral home director got a light too. When his lady called, your family just got to be frozen in the back. Yeah. It'd be like that. You know what? Listen. 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 I mean, that's wrong on every level right there. Where they going like, to go? They all ready. What? Hello? Look, I would have I would have been good if he was a half an hour late to go make a pit stop and drop her off. All right? I wouldn't have been beefing or nothing. He would have hurt my mouth. He, he could have been a, even. I would have gave him even an hour. But just to think, he, just to think. I mean, he came after touching her and putting her in the freezer. Came and hugged me. He was with me that night. You understand what I'm saying? Like right, literally after he picked the body up and tossed it in the nah. I just couldn't let it go. Everything was going through my head. Everything was going through my head. You know, so you course, never rolled in the hearse. Roll in the hearse. Yeah, like well, he yeah. taking on a date in the funeral home car. I don't know. He had that big Yukon, and now I know what was going on in the back. It's <laughs> up because I didn't realize he had a freezer back there, a refrigerator. Man, Until that body would have like, set up one time. You'd have never, you'd have never called him again. <laughs> never called him again. Listen, listen, you know, I have a lot of respect for a funeral home. My uncle's a funeral home director. So, I mean, you know, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for him, but I just couldn't, like, at that point, that was just, the, to me, it was a bad experience, and I just couldn't bring myself to be like, all right, well, let me try to overlook this and work, work. I wasn't willing to do it back then. I wasn't. Maybe if we ever tried to spark something up now, I'll, like, think about it and stuff, but huh. I don't know. Kimberly, the floor is yours. Is she even there, Kimberly? 
Yeah, I'm here. I'm switching over to my laptop. All right, big dog. Let's go. Let's see where's Damon's being. Come on. Really, you want to pass it over to me? See, Kimberly's back. Kimberly is so back. Oh. Hey, Kimberly. See, she's back. <laughs> okay, can y'all hear me loud and clear? Sure can. Yep. Ooh, thank That's God. Mom. Okay, so this was a few years ago. Um, Before Katrina. This is how I date a lot of things in my life now, before Katrina. So. Wait, excuse me. You're from New Orleans? Yes. So am I. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Where are you living at now? Now I live in, well, I live in Midway. Oh, so you're in Florida too? Mm -hmm. Listen, I just need to call it a day and move myself back to Florida. That's all. But Where are you now? I digress. Well, I'm back in New Orleans now, but we were just in Florida for a couple of days. I, well, I used to live in Lakeland. Mm -hmm. When my, you know, after Katrina, I was there for a while and I absolutely loved it. It was, it was beautiful. The weather, just everything. And then we went to Pensacola for a few days. Uh, just got back today and I was like, I miss living in Florida. So, but anyway, I digress. Um... <laughs> So this is a few. Accent. I'm sorry, y'all. No, no, it's okay. It's fine. Um, so we were. This is before Katrina. This is, this was so long ago. This was before like social media. Like this was when people were still, on the party lines, on the chat lines, meeting people, right? So, got on the party line, connected with this guy. Talked for a few days, had great conversations. So he's like, okay, we are going to meet up for lunch. He's like, you can pick me up from work. He had a job with the state um, doing accounting for, um, I forget which state, um, which branch of the state he worked for. But I was like, okay, I can totally get with that. So I'm like, I'll pick you up from lunch for lunch. No problem. So he told me where he was. So I'm, you know, excited because, like I said, conversation was great. You know, we really connected. So I'm driving down the street. I'm on his, you know, on the phone with him. And he's like, yeah, okay, well, you close. I'm going to step outside. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm rolling up the street. And I stopped at a light, like maybe a block or two away. And I see this guy standing outside in like this powder blue suit. And I thought to myself, it's hot outside. Why is that man wearing a powder blue, what looks like polyester suit? Polyester. Time of the year. I'm, and I'm laughing. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that is so hilarious. Why is he? And I get closer and closer <laughs> and closer. And I start thinking, Kim, this might actually be your date. <laughs> <laughs> And guess what? It was, it was your day. It was powder blue suit with some black fake patent leather shoes. Ooh. Let me just say that. So I'm like, don't be rude. Because I was like, I could keep going. I'm just going to keep going, rolling past him. He don't know what I look like. And it's like, no, don't do that. Do not judge. You don't want nobody to judge you. Don't judge him. Fine. He gets in the car. He looks nothing like what he describes himself as 
and he was at least probably 10 or 15 years older than what he said and he had missing teeth so you just got catfish <laughs> so before catfishing was even a thing did i mention the food smelled like mothballs okay i got to say he smelled like mothballs so there's that so i'm like okay so wait how did you meet him again when it was no social media on the party line girl on the phone party line yeah you know back in the days so you was running to the phone getting catfish running to the phone getting cabin like i said this was before this was so long ago it was way before social media i don't even think i have my second son that's how long ago it was <laughs> so i'm like all right we still gonna give it a chance because i'm like we gonna commit we're gonna commit to this right we're gonna commit mm-hmm. so we get to the place where we're gonna have lunch redfish grill so we get to the front I order, he orders. We go to pay. He's uh -oh. like, oh, I left my wallet in my desk at work. Girl. <laughs> he left that wallet where he left that, pick that pseudo pack. Right. Yeah, man, 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 man. And I would have been like, well, I'm leaving you. I see me. I'm leaving you right here. Me not wanting to be embarrassed. I said, okay, no problem. I pull out my debit card. Here you go. We're going to pay for this. Not a problem. So we sit down. Did I mention he ordered a beer as well? Yeah, he did. Anyway, so we sit down, we get our lunch. He starts telling me how he's about to put his mama in a home so he could live in her Section 8 house. Hmm. He hmm. want to take over her Section 8 so he don't have to pay rent no more. So he's about to put her in a home because she's sick. And he told you this on the first date? Told me this on the first date. Huh. Did I mention the powder blue suit too? That's more like more powder blue suit. The powder, the powder yeah. blue suit. I, I see it. I picture it with the powder blue suit. Just making sure. Cummerbund and all that. He did not have the cummerbund. He did not have the tie. But let me tell you something. I wouldn't have been surprised if he pulled it out of his pocket. I would have totally been expecting it to come out of his pocket. So we're eating, and he's dropping food all down his clothes. And talking with his mouth wide open at the same time. So they got these two cops that's having lunch near us. They are dying laughing. So I'm even more embarrassed at this point. Because they're listening and they're seeing what's happening. And they see the look on my face. So he's like, excuse me. He's like, I'm going to step to the restroom. So I walk over to the cops. I say, excuse me, can you arrest this man? Just, just, just arrest ah! him so I can get out of here. And they're like, man, we can't. They were like, you said, I was like, please, I got to get away from this man. <laughs> they were like, we cannot do that. So he comes back. I promptly end the date. I'm like, listen, let me get you back to work. We step outside. Do you know this fool had the nerve to try to kiss me? Ooh. Try to kiss me. Did I mention Yuck he mouth only tried to kiss you? Did you I mention he only had like four teeth? Yeah, yuck mouth. At the top. Okay, I thought I forgot to say that. I thought I forgot to say that. And I'm like, hold, I'm like, man, what I said, what are you doing? So what, what did he order saying? to eat with only one a couple of teeth? He ordered so, a hamburger. Oh, no, I mean, what can he possibly eat? No, he ordered a hamburger and he chewed that mother. I'm so sorry. He chewed it like he had a mouthful of teeth. Do you hear me? Mouthful. Because it was everywhere, all down the front of his clothes. I was embarrassed. Very embarrassed. 
And when I brought him back to work, I didn't even stop all the way. I slowed to a roll and let him hop out. Let him hop out. I didn't even stop. And I was, and that that was the first and last time I was on the party line to meet somebody. Never uh, did it again after that. Uh, Never did it again. Uh, he was catfishing before catfishing was even a thing. Uh, he might have been uh, the original catfish. Uh, 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 uh. He may have well, you know, been the original. Wow. Yeah. And what was his name? I wonder what what his name. What did the name match look like? Oh, his name really match how he looked. I don't even remember. But I'm thinking like his name is Smitty or something like that. Like he lied about his age, and I'm like, why? Why? Well, do people, <laughs> why do people even do that? If you are very obviously not the age that you say, and the person meets you, how do you? How do you? How do you explain? How old he told you he was? He told me at the time. He told me he was like 28. And a man looked to be about 45, like no jokes. Uh, 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 and a whole uh, 45 at that. Uh, uh, and I'm uh, being generous because I really could could have said like 52, but I don't want, you know, like I said, I don't want to judge, but I don't get the whole, if you know you're going to meet somebody, why are you lying about what you look like? Why are you lying about your age? That man could have like, you went free, sex and eight housing, and you turned it down. Cause he's missing a few teeth. What, what, what do these women really want? Jay, Jay, Jay. <laughs> yeah, you know, you might have to just parade his food every night, you know, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and everything, you know. Listen, I don't know. Know. Yeah, 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 this is where my snakes coming around. Listen, <laughs> I feel like that whole experience, like I did not relay it properly, but it was horrifying. It was horrifying, but it really changed things about the way I dated people. And it changed when, you know, the way I went about even meeting people at the time. Right. Yeah. Like I'm being upfront about who I am, what I look like, all these things. I need to know you are too. So I'm he not. Probably, he probably looked that. like that 15 years prior to y'all. Like if you'd have met him like 10 years ago, he'd have been anything he said he was. Right, right. <laughs> but listen, Jay ain't lying. He's telling the truth. He's telling the Life truth. Life be hard, man. Exactly that. Yes. And at one time, he did look like he was good looking. At one time, he did like he looked like he was a good looking man. But you mm. know, it's not for me to judge. Mm. It's not for me to judge, but sir, no, it is a negative for me. The biggest negative should have been any any man ready to put his mama in a home for six or eight living is a man you don't need to date anyway. That's true. <laughs> That's true. When he went to saying that, I was like, what? And I'm maybe he thought that would appeal to me, that he would have a Section 8 house, cheap rent. I don't know, but I... That's, mm -mm. So that was his that big was ambition bad, in life. That was his ambition in life, securing that Section 8, not the bag, but the Section 8. <laughs> From that was his ambition. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once he get that cheap rent, anything else going to fall in place. He's had the cheap rent come back. Jay is just wholeheartedly committed to this thing. Let's just say that. Jay is wholeheartedly committed to it. I'm, I am a firm believer in seeing it through to the finish line. You got to see it through. You got to see it through? Something you like pop up. Up. My boy. 
Isn't that what they say? You got to see it through, my boy? Yeah, see it through. Mm -hmm. Any man that went through that much effort to lie to you, you know what I'm saying, and get you there, he had good intentions. Are you serious what I'm hearing right now? He had good intentions. Good intentions. He playing. He playing. I ain't no way. I'm serious. He just, Y'all don't want to see the romance and stuff. Y'all ain't watch the movies? What movies? What movies? I don't watch movies. What Plenty movies? movies. You know what I'm saying? The, it's the romantic, it's the little things. That, that man lied to you with the little about the little things to get you there so you can see the bigger picture. Jay, I'm going to ask you to what cut up? baloney, cut the crap, <laughs> cut the sugar honey yeah. iced tea. That man, he was looking for nothing but help. He was waiting on his mom to section eight. He went to her for a meal and a ride. He only, he only wanted was help. That's it. Okay. My so mama shouldn't give that man his section eight. He been there for obviously he there for. She owed that man that section eight. So, so he was looking at her home. section eight. That, that, brings me, that brings me to this question. That brings me to this question. Like honest question for each and every one of us. Okay, when you're dating. And you meet somebody who's nice, and they 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 are. I'm not gonna say have potential, but they're working towards different things. But they don't have their own place. They don't have a car. Would you still date that person? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It depends. It it, it depends. Guys. Um, when I met my husband, it was after Katrina. Ironically, he lived in New Orleans the same time I lived in New Orleans, but we never met. He's from Tallahassee. But once I moved to Tallahassee, we met repeatedly. Like, repeatedly, I thought he was stalking me. And he worked for the city of Tallahassee. But at the time, he was on the crew, the road crew. But he had ambition. The issue was he didn't have the guidance that he needed. Mm. Like he didn't have that uh, support system because he had been beaten so much by life. You know, he didn't have anyone not there to say, hey, you can do this. You can make a difference. Da, 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 da. This is what you're capable of doing. So me, being the race that I was raised, I'm going to go get it by any means necessary, right? So it, it it was really um a matter of restoring his confidence that he was capable of doing anything. It was a matter of praying together. I literally put l little notes, in which I still do, um, have notes, like little cue cards on the window, see your, like on the mirrors in our bathrooms, even in my son's bathroom. See yourself the way God sees you. Flip the switch. You know, make the change. Like positive reinforcement. Now, we've been married 13 years. When I met my husband, he didn't make enough like 20 cents for cheese on a waffle. Now, he works at the power plant. And he's on an upward bound spiral. And it, he is the breadwinner. Praise God for that. But in the beginning, that's not what it was. You know, I stuck with him. Showed him that, you know... First of all, my husband is exceedingly intelligent, but but because of life, um, he never used his talents, right? He was always under the impression because I had kids, you know, 
always had to sacrifice to put them first, which he still does, but no one ever told him that just having kids didn't mean that your dreams had to die. Right. You know what I mean? So my husband went to school. He immediately excelled. He has like an identic memory, um, which doesn't vote well for arguments. Um, but he, although he wasn't the man that had a million dollars, he's a million dollar man. Mm. And it required, um, he was a million dollar man and he had already decided that he wanted to make a difference. So mm. in reality, I came in at the right time. You know what I mean? And it was like our one to twin forces came together and we were able to become this unstoppable force. Because now, if he didn't have no ambition and he was good just with the, the subpar, I'm out. I'm out. But there's a difference. You know, you can have money and have no ambition. You know what I mean? But to have somebody, a partner that's just as hungry as you are, and then you push each other to show, like, I'm hungry, you hungry, but show me you starving. And that's yeah. the kind of relationship. But initially, like, when we met, he didn't have 20 cents to get cheese on a Whopper. And my husband, we we have 10 kids, but only one of them is biologically mine, right? Not Now I'm going to say all 10 aren't his, because if a child had a, had a, if his child had a sibling, that did not have a parent in his life, his or her life, he became that child's parent, even to the point of, you know, giving that child his last name. But before then, he was a whoremonger. Again, I have no room to judge because I was two. The only difference is that he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. I didn't. But he didn't have, he ain't had, he had none. He, him had none. Him, him was staying with his daddy on the south side. And when we met, I was in the executive position, but it was who he was that made the difference. So that's just from my experience. Well, and I totally agree. And that's why I say it depends. You know, if you can have somebody who don't have anything, but you can always tell what true ambition is and like a real good character is. You understand what I'm saying? And I will, I, I'll be willing to work with that. But then on the other hand, you can also tell who the gamers are. And I always got my radar for that, you know, and you don't want to waste time. It's nothing wrong with building your partner up, building your man up or building. I have no problems with that at all. But when I get to a point where I'm building you up and I'm just real now, now it's come to a point where it's nothing but game and you're not even trying to build your own self up. Then I have an issue with it. That's why I'm very selective of who I give my time and my energy to like that. You know, and some people who I, there's a couple of guys who, you know, I dated and, you know, and I turned away from because I just felt that, oh, maybe they wasn't where I wanted to see them at. You know, maybe it took a little bit more time, but I don't have time to waste, too, on the other hand. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, sometimes, you know, I just got to use my judgment, <laughs> my better judgment and go like, okay, if this person's worth it, you know, what is he really doing to get himself there? How hard is he grinding? You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, supporting your man, you know, as long as the, the heart is good and the intentions is good. But that's a beautiful story. That's a well, beautiful life you have. I'm so happy for you and stuff because yeah. everybody don't have that. I think that is a beautiful story. Because the way my life was set up. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. 
it's like I didn't I never saw marriage in my future never mm. I really didn't see, see having kids because I was so focused on work and you know at home we know how to have a good time and right was, my son is very hooked on finding that y'all he behind me cracking nothing but the mad jokes but anywho um, <laughs> because otherwise my life would not have changed mm. i knew i was praying for something but it's green sun because it's mixed alcohol get out my drink oh, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> yeah you you do that all up on my cup anywho like i was saying but it, it, it happened for a reason because uh yeah, let's, you know, I was enjoying. Just yeah. Hello, that's, you that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, um, who was that, Jay? Who said that? Huh? No, you said that was wonderful, and I said that is. Oh, oh I thought you said something. Damn. Oh, Jay, what's wrong? I'm not Jay listening. I'm listening. There's some beautiful oh. stories being shared right now. Yeah, yes, I, I think that's a beautiful experience, and I wish more of us, men and women, men and women, were able to determine, you know, who was really worth it. Because sometimes we put we put way too much into a person, way too much before we realize they are not going anywhere, and they wait. The question become like when you put your energy into a person, right, and mm-hmm. you realize they're not reciprocating that energy, you gotta be you gotta be willing enough to strong enough to be like, fuck, no matter how much I want you, I can't do this with you. Cause energy is you gotta match that. If you want me to put my time in you and you know you bring you ain't bringing enough to the table, at least match my energy. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Cause I can yeah. be the table and I can put food on the table. But I can't match both our energy. Yeah, it it took me a long time to get out of a situation that I was in eight years, as a matter of fact, before I was finally able to completely pull myself away from this person. But it took it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of talking to the to God, universe. It took a lot of talking to myself. It took a lot. It took a. It was a process. And that's why I'm to a point now where I don't judge people for being with who they with. I don't point the finger. I don't say, oh, you are stupid. Like, I don't do that anymore because I realize and understand feelings and emotional attachments and other things go into all of that. But once it came down to the come down, by the time it hit me, I was like, I hope you get everything you deserve. And I yeah. Left right. I left because it comes to a point where you stay in it, the, 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 the situation that's just horrible for so long. Mm-hmm. Now you're coming out of character and want bad for this person. You understand what well, I'm no, saying? It's, so, not that I, it's not that I want bad. I just said, I hope you get everything you deserve. That could be good or bad. I'm sometimes not. Sometimes you get addicted and be right. <laughs> like, listen. You know, I'm too good of a person. I want, I want you to get evil. I don't want good. I don't want good to be near your future. I can't, you get hit by a bus. I can't say that. No, I, 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 don't, I don't want to say that. But I know karma 
is a very real thing, and that's why no, I that's say what I'm talking about karma. Yeah, karma be taking yeah. too long. I got. I want to get even. Get, get him now, right? Get him now. <laughs> you can't do that because when she comes, when she comes, when karma finally comes, baby, she is so sweet. She's ufu ma, as my daddy says. Man, karma be one sided. Man, karma be karma done beat me up three, four times. I know people done did worse than me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. Well, I don't know, Jay, but I mean, I get what you're saying. I understand because we have those feelings and emotions and things mm -hmm. happening, and you know. But I, I just, you know, I like I said, I hope you get everything you deserve, and I, I move along. But, but I question though. You say you was with somebody for eight years. It took yeah. you eight years to get away. Why did it take you eight years to get away out? Like, get out of there, though. Like, like, what made you stay so long? Because I didn't understand myself, and I didn't love myself enough. I wasn't connected with no. myself enough. That's why. I was still in that mode of not wanting to hurt other people's feelings. Not wanting other people to feel bad. Rather than Putting myself first. Right. That's how I was. Everybody else came before me. That's what took me so long. So what did that flip of the switch moment? You was like, fuck it. It's about Kimberly. So it started, it started with I had planned, I had planned something for his birthday. His birthday was always a special time to me. He never really celebrated for, you know, umpteen reasons why he never celebrated. So this particular year, I wanted to do something special. So I made all of these plans, did all of these things. And a few days before his birthday, he calls me and he says, he said, look, because he used to buy and sell cars and he would go and get them. I used to go with him sometimes. He would go and get them. And uh, he said, look. He said, I put a bid in on a Porsche in California and they accepted it. So I'm going to get it. So my birthday plans are canceled. And I was just like, okay. Like shocked and offended and hurt because I had put so much into this. So I was pissed, you know, and I let him know I was pissed. So we didn't talk for about two weeks. I didn't even know he had come back. So something happened. He ended up calling me. I ended up calling him. I can't remember. So we ended up spending some time together. And I was, you know, I did do a few of the things. I didn't do the complete thing, but I did do a few of the things. But I still had two gifts to give him. Um, I had gotten him a robe and he loved infinities. I had gotten him an infinity sweater, like made an infinity hoodie with the infinity symbol. Can't even get this shit. In America, okay, I had to order from Mexico, but anyway, I digress. But I knew he would love it, hmm. so I'm like, I'm. I called him up one night. I said, "Listen, I still have two more gifts to give to you. I want to come and just, you know, drop them to you." And he's like, "I'm, I'm just chilling right now." Like his attitude towards me was very cold, very cold, very mean, you know. He was like, I'm I'm chilling right now. I don't, you know, I'll get that shit another time. I don't I don't want to be bothered with it right now. Wow, I get that shit another time. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, 
Oh, okay. I said, oh, okay. I said, no problem. And I just hung up the phone. And when I hung up, when I hung up the phone, I said, Kim, why are you doing this to yourself? Uh-huh. Why, why do you keep doing this to yourself? You have got to stop. At some point, you have got to stop. So I cried on the way home. But when I got home, I blocked his number and I deleted him out of my phone. Uh-huh. And it was hard. But once I made up in my mind, I'm like, listen, you better than this. You deserve more. You you have to do, you have to put yourself first. Uh-huh. You have to come first. And it was just that moment. And that's why I always tell people, you'll get tired when you get tired. And when you get tired, you'll be done. Uh-huh. No matter if it takes 10 months or 10 years, when you get to that point, you'll be done. And that'll be it. But you have to go through that process. Sometimes you just have to go through that whole process to get to that point where you really see who is important. And it's you. You are important. You are who matters. Okay? And I'm just going to say, I left it at that. I didn't have any ill will towards him. Didn't have any angry words towards I just cut him off and that was that. Because guess what? You need me. I don't need you, baby. You need uh-huh. me. I don't need you. Straight up. And that's just what it is. You know, I just hey. wish these men can come with common attractions. <laughs> I, I need a billboard. A billboard going across their forehead. Look, this is the fuckery yeah. I'm going to do. Just flash and going across right their forehead. I need some signage or something. I like, I need, I need y'all to have something and say, I'm cute. You know, working with some good eggplant, but I ain't got no job. I got four kids. Uh, I don't want to cheating. I like to cheat. My car broke down, so I'm a I'm a constantly bum ride. Like I need all these details. I need to see all of this. I need paperwork. Exactly. I'm still The you. question is, if you had the chance to pick a good man with a bad eggplant. You gonna pick the nigga with the good eggplant who's going to meet these people? <laughs> they going to meet them there, which I just don't understand. Cause like, what are you meeting? But um, I I, I just charges. right. Do you mean they charges? You mean they mugshot? <laughs> you know, like I I don't I couldn't do it. Like, what are you getting out of it? And they be people be in relationships with people for years, and then they wind up getting married to them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, first of all, you with this person and you starting to develop feelings for this person. And I'm talking about the person who's not like the, you know, the person who's not incarcerated. You know, you're developing feelings for this person that's incarcerated. And, and, and you know, nine out of 10, and I'm sorry to say, when it's a guy, he has a million and one other girls that he's doing the same thing with. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, you know, they, they all sit in a circle. Cause you know, everybody knows somebody that was incarcerated. And they'll tell you the story. They're all sitting in the circle with that yellow paper, writing their notes, preparing their notes, telling one another what to say, to mail it to these females and stuff. But like, what what about the intimacy? You know, you can't decide to be monogamous with someone when you have not been with that person personally. There's no intimacy. You don't even know what it feels like. You don't even know if it's good. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that's a, you know, that's a sex is a major part in a relationship. So then to call yourself monogamous with somebody that's locked up. Like, what are you getting out of that? I couldn't yeah, do it. I just couldn't do it. Visits. Yeah. 
Hanukkah That's visit? It. No, no, no. I, I should have just skipped this episode because y'all bring it up. Everything I've been in, like. Mm. Okay. So, but, okay, but listen, listen. You, so you've been in a relationship with somebody that was a monogamous relationship. Well, that, but, but listen, but listen. Let, let's clarify. I'm not talking about somebody who you knew and then they got locked up. I'm talking about somebody who you never knew. They've been locked up for like five to ten years. You meet them while they locked up, and then you fall in love with them. That's what I'm talking about. Well, let me. I wouldn't be able to do it. Why? Because I have a very, um, I have needs that that are very high than average, and uh-huh. I can't wait. So, right. But my sister went on that uh, write an inmate website, and she got a pen pal. Who was arrested? He's a big drug dealer, got arrested. He's doing life, he's not getting out. They've been communicating for a long time. Well, he was in there talking about my friend need a friend. So my sister gave this pen pal my number. Wow. Never known, didn't know. She didn't even tell me. She didn't warn me. I just got a random call from prison. And so I answered it because, you know, I just answer calls because of the way I work. And um, me and this guy, we are now pen pals, I guess you could say. Our birthday wound up being the same day. He's in jail for murder for a bank robbery. Um, But we have built a friendship just from us talking. And it's good for him because he don't have anyone to talk to. His family abandoned him, whatever. So it's nice. But I could see how people could build a relationship from that. Me personally, he he never he's not looking for a relationship. We're just really friend level. But I could see how someone could build something like that, just having conversations every day, building that emotional connection. But as far as being like monogamous with them, I would be lying. Every time I answer the phone, I'm like, yes, babe, I'm with you. I love you. Uh, you're the only one I'm seeing. And then once I hang up the phone, I'm going to have lunch with, you know, Ben or whatever his name is, because I can't be single. And then if you get out, I'm be looking stupid because I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to tell Daryl and Ben, you know, I got I'm home, right? boo. And then <laughs> who's to know what you're doing in jail? You might be sleeping with some whole dude. You might be gay for the stay. And I didn't know. So it's like. Oh, so you telling me Rodney was like riding a pack of peanut butter before he came home? I'm saying if the if the man in there for thirty years, like, is he going? Is he really going? He gonna crack. He gonna crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he gonna crack if he's been locked up for thirty. I'm sorry, he's gonna crack. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't care what nobody says. Some fellas gonna get mad when they hear me say that. Yeah, you didn't got somebody for a pack of smokes. Like, don't 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 lie. <laughs> he done bent over for something. You know what I'm you saying? Somebody over for something. You owe me some bags of chips. Bend over. Drop your. Yeah. Bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, but I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? You know, to have a relationship, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? If you want to have a friend, you write back and forth to. But I just still think it's totally impossible to develop um, relationship emotions and intimate intimacy, you know, feelings for a person. When they lock, cause that's all. That's what comes a part of a relationship. You know what I'm saying? So I just think anybody who does that, they have big insecurity issues. They do. You know what I'm saying? I, that that's how just how I feel because you just like I said, this person you do not know. You just met them. 
you're not with them. The only time you can be with them physically and that's supervised and you have boundaries there. So, I mean, where's the bonding coming at? You know, besides them writing and phone calls. And it's much more than to a relationship than that. And then, then, then to say you're monogamous, because I know females that's in relationships with dudes that they just met and never been with personally, and they have these long relationships, and then they just start, they get into arguments and everything. I'm like, how are you getting into an argument with somebody that's locked up? You know, well, I don't get it. How do you what get are you writing? Angry letters? What are you arguing about in this relationship? You, you see me angry letters with all capital letters? Right. Like, how do you go from having a pen pal, okay, and you're writing back and forth, and stuff, and now you developing a relationship and feelings for this person. You're going to call yourself a relationship, and now you letting him. You getting an argument? What, yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like, what? What can you possibly arguing about? And then, then you got the females that worry about. Okay, I got him mad. He hasn't called. <laughs> he hasn't called. Like, really? You mad because he hasn't called? Are you serious? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like that, that that's dating while up life is crucial, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. let that be a lesson. Find you somebody that you can see, touch, smell, taste on the regular. Stop looking for somebody listen, you gotta wait thirty to forty plus years. Don't know what you're coming home to. Just saying. Right. And listen, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. You know what I'm saying? But what I am, you know, you want to get close with somebody. You meet somebody in prison. You you, you get them. You you speak to them. Get right, and you start developing, you know, feelings for them. But slow it down. See, wait till they get home. Hopefully they got a release date. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wait till they get home to see how it's going to pan out. Because that's when the truth is really going to come out, when they get home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when they get home. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, when they locked up, sending the cards and the letters and the baby this, and they always calling you, you know, like clockwork every day and stuff and whatnot. That's all in good. Because that's, that, that, that's, what that's what's warming you. But when they get home, they hit them streets. <laughs> it's gonna I mean, be a different story. I mean, listeners, if y'all live through that, please by all means let us know because I would like to know how that happened and how that dynamic, you know, worked out for y'all. But I mean, would that be kind of like you dating someone that's in the army that's gone, that's been deported for so many years, and then you gotta wait and be faithful until they come back, and you know that's a different. That's a different. That's a, to that's me that's a whole different, different situation. <laughs> because first of all, he's over there defending the country, defending me, so he deserves a little bit more credit in that. So yeah, I gotta be. I'll be a little bit more open to that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, but somebody that's in prison, nah, nah. Yeah, they weren't taking <laughs> robbery charges. For you to make yeah. sure you were straight, they was just being stupid on something ignorant. So. No, somebody else in prison who I haven't met and I don't know that, and that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I'm not saying somebody you knew and they got locked up and you knew them for a long time and stuff, and you know, and you can vouch that they do have some character, some decent character, because mm-hmm. you don't know these people. You just, you know, you don't know if they have decent character or not. You know, you, you got to be with them. You know, you got to be around them. You know, you got to you got to get that that physical, personal vibe with them, and not locked up because right. you know they, they you know you when they out in the environment around everybody else, you got to see if they're gonna put you first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And and it's just no nah. to me. Like I said, that that's a big insecurity issue. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of females, a couple of females like that, that's going through that. Like, look, look my nephew. You know, 
He's incarcerated. I mean, he got chicks fighting over visits. <laughs> they sitting on visits with one another. And I'm like, you know, but I mean, at least he's pointing it out there and they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, this is the situation. You know, but you know, these getting into a monogamous relationship? No. I, well, I'm getting into a relationship, period? No. And mm-hmm. let alone monogamous? Hell to no now. Yeah. I'm loving the show tonight, guys. We're having incredible conversations with an incredible audience feedback. I love it. So we're going to send our get well wishes to my main man, Jay Taddy, as he yes. deals with his health issues with his wife and all that. So we yeah. wish you could have, we would have loved you to chime in on that conversation because oh, just Lord. that level of Jay Taddy, that, as it could tell you, would have made that the butter, the cream, and the whole cherry on the top in that conversation. Tonight. Maybe when we, we come back and revisit it when he's available one day. You know what I'm saying? We're not going, we're not, we are not going back to this topic. I refuse. <laughs> you refuse? <laughs> we're not going to drag that out of the mud. What? Let it go. Mm-hmm. Rest so, in peace topic. Rest in peace. So continuing on with topic Thursday, I got a special topic from one of our fans. The Fruit has given this topic for us. And it's entitled why being freaky still won't get you wifed when you're pushing 40 where did we go wrong in this relationship that i haven't received marriage as freaky as this person can get and still haven't received marriage and they pushing for it how would y'all approach this one go well you gotta look at who you picking around to get freaky with honey <laughs> like who what's what, like what what type of dudes are you picking you know and um you know it's not the, it's not all about the freakiness. If you're looking for marriage, the qualities you should be looking at is the type of character the person is, you know, what values that person have and what that person themselves is looking for. Because evidently, you know, they might not, everybody you messing with and getting freaky with, and I don't even say everybody and label her, like, or label him or her like that, whoever this is. Well, it must be mm-hmm. a female because you say wife. But mm-hmm. it all depends on who are you giving your time to. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And how you're carrying yourself. Because if you, because I, I noticed you said freaky. So if you're carrying yourself as a freaky person off the back to these men, you know what I'm saying? That, that's what they're going to treat you like a freaky person. They're not going to look at you as a white first. They're going to look at you as a freaky. So when you, your first interaction with these people, these guys, is like, what are you presenting yourself as? Right. I mean, to be a wife, you have to have a certain qualities. So it, first you got to be like, okay, am I presenting wife qualities? And you can't present wife qualities to everybody. You have to present that to someone that deserves it. And they, first, it got to be someone that wants that part. Exactly. Like if, if they don't want a wife, don't be wifing up being a wife to someone that don't even want a wife. You wasting your time. You will never. She said be a only wife. two relationships in twenty five years. Ooh. <laughs> really with the oops. I mean, I mean, I, I, well, I'm hoping the list, the second relationship, are you still there with the person? Or, I mean, I hope there was long relationships, you know, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like that, you know, and everything. But, you know, you got to shock these men. You know what I'm saying? You meet these men, and if you're interested and you're trying to get that wife label or title, and you really like the person, you got to present yourself as that wife. You know what I'm saying? And then when y'all get into the bedroom, you, you know, you switch it up and you, you know, surprise them. Because that's what every man wants. They want a lady in public and a freak in the bedroom. That's the wife. Mm. Not, you know, they're not a wife in the, is not a freak in public. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the wife at home. No. 
She said she did all that when she was a teenager. She played the wife role as a teenager. Well, I don't no, blame you. No, I honey, mean, you he... wasn't playing a wife role. Not as a teenager. Because as a teenager, I'm sorry, you, you don't know what a wife, to being a wife is. I, I'm respecting the fact that you was in a relationship when you was a teenager, but it wasn't a wife role and stuff. That was more of like, you know, I'm not downplaying your relationship at all, but it wasn't a wife role. Being a wife is just something totally different, and it takes a certain type of maturity at that. It's so, so as far as being a husband as well. True. Why being freaky still? That's still the topic. Yes. Still when I'm loving it. And see, you're giving up the cookies too fast. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because when you said why, she said why being freaky still won't get you wife when you pushing 40. Where'd it go wrong? See, let me tell you something, honey. I, I, okay, I'm telling my age because I'm I'm 40 plus. When you get to 40, you at that party and you're like, well, I don't give a ass. So if you're 40 and you're worrying about this right now, there's something, you know, stop worrying about being wife. It ain't nothing wrong with you because you're not wifed up yet. When you get 40, you're supposed to be having fun. You know what I'm saying? And you're supposed to be living your life. And that's like when you get 40 and you're 40, your sex drive even get even more crazier. So I can understand what you're saying about the freaky part, but... Mm -mm. Long story short, one guy. Long story short, with one guy, he went to prison while I was in prison. Well, while he was in prison from another relationship. When prison one got out, went back to prison one. Okay, somebody want to translate that to me? The long story. I get, I get where she's coming from. Like I understand. I feel you. Our stories kind of well, not the dating prisoners and stuff part, but the surviving the sexual abuse and all of that, not knowing how to attract a man. I understand that because I've been there. I've mentored people that have been there. But if you're trying to attract someone as a wife, when you're trying to present yourself as a wife to someone, you have to present your qualities, your heart, your energy first before you present your sex. It's like if you're cooking a meal and you're inviting them over to eat, you're not gonna give them the dessert first. No, I'm about to show you that I could cook you a, a like I could cook you some gumbo. You want some fried chicken macaroni. You want some sweet potatoes. You want some smothered pork chops. Mm -hmm. Like I'm showing you the meals I could create for you. The life I could build for you. My support that I could help lift you up first before I'm showing you my goodies. Now, when you get my goodies, you're going to appreciate that way more because you already know the benefit I have in your life. So mm. it's hard sometimes when you've been abused because you're you're taught and you're treated as if your body is the only thing that someone can see value see, in. Right, right. So it's a mental thing. But you have to change that mental thing first to start attracting something different. And that goes back to what I said earlier. Anybody who seeks to meet somebody that's incarcerated um, and start a monogamous relationship, there has to be something that's going on. Rather, it's insecurities in this person's situation. It was abused in the past. You know, so there's something going on, you know, because you, you just don't do that. Because anybody who wants a successful relationship and wants to really be genuinely loved, you know, they're going to want the whole shebang. They're not going to settle for to have something in between them, you know, a bar, you know, bars, a prison bars and a, a life sentence, you know, and everything. So they settling for uh, 15 hours. 
I'm so sensitive. It's really all a mental thing. Like, like you can change anything. You want to read that study? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Dancy. I'm just saying, like, to change, you could change everything, like, if you change your mind. Like me, I'm about to be 30. My birthday's coming up. I have been proposed to so many times. I didn't had so many engagement rings. It's funny. But at the end of the day, I walked away from that because I knew that that marriage wasn't going right. to, it wasn't going to build anything. Like, you, I can make you happy. I'm very good at molding myself to be everything you need. But at the end of the day, you also got to be what makes me happy. So mm -hmm. I walked away from those engagements and this, that, and the other, realizing you're not going to make me happy. And why sign this paper and commit myself to you if I'm then going to be looking for something else or my happiness from somewhere else? So I present myself as wife material every day. But... I mean, it's like you have to, it, it's deeper than that. You have to have a connection. And those right. men have to see that within you. Like when I walk into a room, not saying anything or being cocky, but I hold myself to a certain standard. So people already look at me like, okay, is she approachable? Is she not approachable? So it's like you have to hold yourself to the standard of the type of men you want to attract. If I want to attract a thug hood nigga, then I'm going to be ratchet with, what up? You know, I'm. that's what I'm trying to attract. But if I'm trying to attract... School, that, we've been through the education system with fuck that. They don't teach us truly about black history. Like, let's be honest. Like, black history is like the worst taught subject in school. Like, right. I, I had a white teacher teaching me black history, dude. And to be honest, the dude didn't even look like he was comfortable that's teaching that And that's been going on for years. And my thing is, we hear people saying, yeah, they don't do this and do that in the schools, but all right, fine. When are we going to take it upon ourselves to do it at home then? You know, if they're not teaching enough black history in schools, why don't we teach it at home? You know, and it's like, it, I think we just so programmed and so used to saying, oh, they not, they not, they not. But what about, what are we doing to, to pick up the slack from what we think that our children are missing out on? You know, well, I mean, education to me starts at the home anyway. Man, a lot of these parents ain't educated. Well, there you go. You ever know, had some parents try to help you with homework and they was more confused than you? Mm, another good you point. You look at your parents sad as hell, like, wow. This is what I got to look forward to. All right. This third grade homework, Mom. Oh, you're so she calling your auntie. Your auntie the smart one in the family. Your auntie don't know the counselor. She calling her husband. <laughs> And that's sad when you're an adult and you having issues helping a third grader with their homework. It be like that, though. Like, it's a lot of communities. Like, but they got that diploma, though. They love bringing up that diploma. Like, you be like, oh, man. If you got that and you don't know your third grade homework, obviously that diploma ain't, it ain't that difficult. That old saying, they was just handing them out during that time period. Jesus. <laughs> it's sad. Jesus. We living in the time period where we so informed that we misinformed. Oh, okay. Deep breath. You're also living in a time period whereas if you notice, it's like in certain certain families, it's it's okay for generations after generations to go ahead and just be okay and prepare themselves for their future just to be on welfare and expect to get this and that from the government. No ambition to go out there and get your own. I mean, you got grown men out there that are very 
able body that's just waiting on, yeah, when I get this age, I can get this welfare. When I do this, I'm like, that's just, like, what are you learning at home? And, and this is like for generations, I'm seeing in certain families. You know, oh yeah, well, you because after about 15 minutes of talking to me and, you know, getting my references or whatever, then she's, then they just offer me the job off the bat, right? So I asked my mom, what's going on? She's like, that turnaround rate was way too quick. Mm-hmm. Make sure that like that they're legit because it just seems so it seems so suspicious that it happened that quickly. So I Google the bank that they say they work for. The bank exists, but then something told me to call my best friend. So I call my best friend and they do another search and turns out that that particular bank had been scammed multiple times before. Mm. And what they wanted to do, they wanted to have me like, you know, sign checks and they wanted to get up, you know, they wanted to give me a printer and an an Apple computer and everything. Right. Damn, Kyle, you was going to get a hundred years, bro. Kyle gonna come home with 2060 votes. So so I so I so I did the respectful thing. I didn't say that I figured out what their scam was. I just did the respectful thing and just said I have to respectfully decline. Thank you. And I shut down the account and everything. You should have told him I disrespect.